Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone. Um, today is June some 13th, June 13th, Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, and I am Charlie and I'm Eva, obviously. And our mission is to use our collaborative skills to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. We, um, we believe there's greatness in everyone and yes, we're we do. trying to just nurture our A game. Right? Yes, we are. That's what we do. Yes. And I'm I'm very much a yes man today. It keeps us young. Yes, it does. Um, You know, life is tough, right? Work is tough. Um, You need to be on your game. And one of the things we do is we bring the best possible content we can find to the listeners. We really do. And I just want to remind everyone that you can listen to any of our shows 24-7, either at TalkZone.com. Just go to the business channel and you'll find us featured there, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. You can also find us on iTunes. And don't forget, you can download the free TalkZone app from the Google Play Store. And I'm sure that there's something like that for iPhone too. Interesting. Yes, you can listen to us 24-7. And I know... That you're excited about that. That's good, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny when we um, we have a great show today. We have a great guest coming on in a few minutes. Um, when we talk about like I don't know the economy or unemployment numbers or who's working, who's not working, and right. we hear things like the unemployment number is low. It doesn't equate to what's happening out there. Where did everybody go? Um, you know, my belief is that many of us have really gone entrepreneurial and went our own way. Well, and I think that not everyone is cracked up to be an entrepreneur, but there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there. And I think it's also important kind of on that same note that as the economy changes and we keep seeing shifts, I mean, the days of, you know, Retiring with your gold watch are over. What time is it? Oh, I don't even have a watch. <laughs> so it's important to also make sure that you're an entrepreneur, even in your own organization. You know, know the value that you bring to your organization. Know your place in the organization and, and figure out how you would like to move throughout the organization. Don't wait. No, I get it. It's entrepreneur. It's entrepreneur. Right. You know, step up. Be accountable. Right. Right. Use us. Use the show. We help. And we have so many special guests that are on that have so much expertise in so many different areas, and the content is always free and available to you 24-7. And one thing you always say, right, Mm -hmm. Eva, is it's all connected. It is all connected. Whether it's about health or um, income or investing or just standing up and be heard, it's all connected to your um, ability to move forward and be successful. Absolutely. And today's guest is no exception to that. I mean, you know, we're going to be talking about something that we don't talk about very often, which is elder care. 
But um, it can really be impactful to your career, especially later in your career. Um, it's two ways, right? It's it's for us as individuals and also for us as our loved ones or family members, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Very, very, um, very real but complicated situation. It can be complicated. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so let's find out what we can do, yes, right? Let's so, do it. Um, Yes, we'd love to introduce our very special guest today, um, Carol Ann Hamilton. Um, Carol is many things, right? An organizational development specialist. Um, she's an expert in change management, performance coaching, and communications. She helps companies and people achieve prosperity, whether in business or personal life. And she also has a mission to help the elderly. Mm-hmm. So, Carol, are you with us? I am so delighted, Charlie and Eva, to be with you today. Thank you for having me on your show. Excellent. No, believe me, um, we can't wait. To we're learn. doubly delighted. Yeah, we're, we're more <laughs> delighted than you. No, just, um, so, um, Carol Ann, tell us first um, maybe your contact information, and then we'll go from there, your websites and so on. As Thank you so much for that offer. As we speak about elder care, folks can access me at copingwithuncopableparents.com. That is my elder care presence as a coach, author, and speaker in this realm who supports those who are in a caregiving role to navigate what can be a very difficult chapter of life, as you both well know. Uh, yes, and a- actually, um, uh, Carol, we've had um, guests on in the past, but none with the expertise that you bring. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to ask first, can you just um, help me out here? Can you repeat that website slowly and tell us what you mean by that name? Right. So it's copingwithuncopableparents.com. And how I came to that name uh, Charlie and Eva, is is through my own journey with my very difficult aging parents. I come from a corporate background that both of you know for over 25 years, and it was really seeing my elders go through their own transitions that I came to doing this work in the world through copingwithuncopableparents.com because I'm striving to help those caregivers who are dealing with enormous challenges to really be able to prevail and actually do what's right by their aging parents and relatives. So it's not like I came in through the front door uh, having a healthcare or geriatric background, but through the practical back door of over 250,000 hours that I can nominate for your audiences on how I got there that helps people to really cope with the skills that they're going to need by way of attitudes and actions that get them through this horrid chapter of life. Um, wow. It's, it's almost like you, you leveraged your corporate experience, which I don't want to make light of, 25 years, and then became CEO of this mission that you have yeah. to help, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is a is a really um, cool thing to do. Now, on your website, I, I know you also have 
publish some stuff. What do you have out there that we can maybe purchase or learn about? Thank you, and I would invite people to go on to the copingwithuncopableparents.com to get as the first step the free elder care rescue guide. This is a dozen and more of my top favorite tips and techniques that will immediately allow people to have some ideas and tools to get through this difficult chapter of life. So that's number one. Then number two can be people can purchase my books, Coping with Uncopable Parents, Loving Action for Elder Care, or the latest Coping with Uncopable Systems, Advocacy for Elder Care there. And it's the same place where they can access my coaching services that will really help them to develop the skills and tools to get through this this particular period of life, shall we say. So thank you for asking about that. Well, I mean, uh, thank you for making this um, a mission of yours because, um, you know, I've been through it. Um, and also, you know, I hate to say this, but while we're coping, life goes on for us as well, right? So the more we learn about how to help and nurture um, our elderly, it'll also help us continue moving forward with our life too, right? Well, absolutely, because, uh, Charlie, you and Eva work in the corporate realm, and that's how we met. We resonated because we all have corporate experience. So if we just speak from that place, many who are listening right now have jobs, jobs that are taxing, jobs that might be even toxic, jobs that consume a lot of their lives. Now then you put on top of that load the care of aging parents and relatives. And I would love to have people who are joining us today know that uh, for those who are caregiving of aging relatives, they have a 63% higher death rate that was 63% higher than their peers who are not coping with such burdensome responsibilities. And so it's vitally important that people at work and people in their lives understand that there is a phenomenon that is known to be called caregiver stress syndrome. Anybody can look up caregiver stress syndrome and know that it's a myriad of long-term and short-term health consequences as a result of dealing with these aging issues. It's vitally important for people to become aware of what this is going to cost in their lives professionally as well as personally. Well, yeah, and, um, I, I, you know, I want to say, Carol, you're in it now because we know you and you're a teammate. And it's nice to know we have a team behind us of information of how to help us deal with this, right? Um, and maybe we can, we can improve some of those metrics. You know, it's, it's a little ironic while we're helping to care, we end up going down as well. Well, I think so many times what happens is, is that 
you know, we know everyone is going to age. We know our parents are going to age. We know we're going to age, but yet we still tend to be in somewhat of a bit of denial around it. And we don't do anything until it's almost too late. We don't really know what to do. Right. Right. And, and, you know, now with, um, Carol and Hamilton just stepping up and saying, well, look, let's be real. Right. Yeah. You got to accept it. You got to face it. This is what you guys can do to help. Let me share my expertise. And then it, you know, we, we have, it's sort of like in corporate, <laughs> when you research something, you want to find best practice. Right. right. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the best practice. So Carol Ann, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into this, because I know you're, as you had said earlier, you got into this with firsthand knowledge. Well, that's right, Eva, and also Charlie, because I I don't have the background. It's really through personal experience, and I think we can only speak from what we know. Mm-hmm. I came into this realm through the back door because I remember being on a consultancy assignment. I know that you both work in the corporate world as speakers, authors, and uh, facilitators, as do I, and so I was meeting with a group of teachers with whom I was on an assignment for a local board of education. We were just sitting around the staff room, and they knew that I was an established author in the leadership and personal growth realms. They said, you know, Carol Ann, I think we see another book for you, and I said, really, because I was talking about how trying it was to be dealing with my aging mother and father. And that's what really generated the first elder care book on the coping with uncopable parents. So what I'm saying to all of us who are together today is that you don't know, building on your previous point, you don't know what you're in for until you're in it. And Mm -hmm. there's almost a sweet spot, and I use that term lightly, a sweet spot where It's not too soon where you think, well, my parents will never age. I won't have to deal with this, the denial piece that you talked about. And it's something between that and it being too late where now you know that you're in for trouble. And so somewhere in the middle of that, this is where I help people with the coping skills because you don't know what you're in for until you're in it. As recently as a friend who is now having daily meltdowns because she never realized that with her vast experience in life and in owning her own business that she would ever feel the way that she is and she is not doing well. She is yeah. representative of whom I work with. Yeah, no, um, I get it, and um, uh, it's very important. So we're going to take our first break. Um, but before we go, I just want to repeat the website, copingwithuncopableparents.com. There's published material there for you. There's books there for you. This is big. This is going to help us move forward with the issues we might have with elderly. Please stay with us. Uh, Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and Carol Ann Hamilton. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. 
CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Our guest today is Carol Ann Hamilton, and she is an expert in change management, performance coaching, communication, and elder care advocacy. And she's written a book, um, Coping with Uncopable Parents and Loving Action for Elder Care. And you can learn more about Carol Ann at copingwithuncopableparents.com. And you can also learn more about her coaching for performance coaching at carolannhamilton.com. So, Carol Ann, let's start diving in a little bit into what the book is about and the different things that you coach on. So, you were talking um, before the break about a sweet spot. What, in your opinion, with your background now, would you say is is the sweet spot age to start having these conversations with your parents? You know what, Eva, if I could turn back the clock, the sweet spot is to have them sooner than later. I started dialogues with my father when his decline was more than apparent in the driving realm. For example, he'd already had mysterious episodes, shall we call it, in parking lots locally and shopping malls, as well as he was not successful in renewing his driver's license at age 88 the way he had been for about 70 years previously. So anything that our listeners can do to start those conversations sooner would be very helpful. And why the Loving Action acronym came about with that first book is because there is a combination of attitudes as well as actions that I'm going to encourage audiences to pay attention to meaning to say there are certain states of being that we need to promote as the children of aging parents. Those include some degree of neutrality, because we all have opinions about what they should do. Mm -hmm. Don't tell your elders what to do. It will never work. Grace under pressure is also a key component. And then the doing as far as really observing trusting, clarifying, actions that you are used to if you're in any kind of corporate environment that will actually bear fruit when you use them with your uh, elderly relatives, like really watching for what are they saying and not saying. My dad was a master of hiding what he didn't want me to see. And Mm -hmm. so my intuition was critical. My powers of observation were critical. When is he actually trying to fib? Just Mm -hmm. saying. And so the trust in us that needs to be developed. We use all of our corporate communication, listening, negotiation skills, right? 
absolutely. All of those powers that any of us have been able to develop in corporate life, that's what I experienced, can be used to navigate this chapter of life as well. And so when you saw that your dad, you know, because I'm sure the, to me the biggest problem is, is that, you know, we now are becoming more of the parents to our parents. And that's a tough transition for the parents to let go of who they were. So there's that fine line between giving them autonomy and staying neutral, but yet keeping them safe. And when you saw that happening with your dad, when he didn't get his license renewed and there were some incidents in the parking lots, like how did you start approaching him with that? Because that must have been really tough. Yes, yes, it, it was challenging. And as we would say with those who have children, where they are parents of children, the answer to the question, how do you eat an elephant? Everybody would know the answer is one bite at a time. So you don't start by going to the center of the question because that will just shut down the elder. There's a whole series of don't do this, like force, cajole, plead, you know, impose your opinion. That will not work. Not with a an elder that has a very high attachment to the power of their driving or other skills and their sense of independence. Rather, plant a seed at a time. Do it one conversation at a time. This may be excruciating for you as the child of such a difficult aging parent. However, it is the way to just move the bar one step at a time. So sit down and have that first conversation with my dad who prided himself on his driving skills. The key, surrendering the car keys, never use surrender, but surrendering the car keys being one of the most difficult conversations ever. I literally sat him down one day after we did grocery shopping together and I said, you know, with all these people who are bumping into your car in the parking lot, mm-hmm. do all of us realize what I just said? Mm-hmm. Yes. He thought that cars parked next to his were bumping into his, and I built on that. With mm-hmm. all of these cars that are bumping into you, you know, should we start to look at some different ways of getting the groceries done. That's where it started. It ended with taking cabs to get to the local grocery store and not renewing his license further or his automobile insurance. And the middle zone was continuous dialogue one step at a time, if that makes any sense. Do not expect to go from A to Z in one dialogue. It will be an A, B, C Mm. until you get to Z, but you can because if I could do it with a dad who was a school principal, but he drove trucks during summer months when he was uh, earning extra money, and that's where his prideful, boastful ways came from driving, if I can do it with my dad that I called in my head, Bill, the truck driver. Anybody can do it. 
and that included him taking photos from those 1940s truck driving eras to the bank and to the lawyer to do other transactions like power of attorney and updating his will. So if I can do it, others can do it, and I'd like to leave people with the technique of one step at a time in this segment of our dialogue. You know, and I love the way you did that because it's a very compassionate approach. You took your dad into consideration because you know that when you take away the keys and he knows that that's the last time he's going to be driving again. And the way you did it was really compassionate and and really a wonderful way to help him transition with still empowering him by helping him kind of come up with some of the ideas too. You know, like I've talked to my mom about different things and she'll say, well, maybe I can have someone come to the house. You know, it's the same thing. Maybe you can take a cab to go get your groceries. It's not that harsh, give me the keys because you can't drive anymore. You're hitting cars in the parking lot. And and this is a much nicer, gentler, compassionate way to approach it. I really love that. And thank you for thank you for saying that, Eva. Yes, compassion is one of the um, acronyms that I use in the second elder care book because we really do need to understand where our aging parents are coming from. It's hard, but it's important. It is important because you know you realize that each each thing that you take away and each thing that they have to let go of just means that it will never come back. And that they're understanding that they're getting closer and closer to the end of their journey, for lack of a better term. And it's not easy to let go of that. And so by doing it this way and just calmly and gently going through these conversations, you don't get into yelling matches that go nowhere. Because I would think otherwise he would be he would dig his heels in and do everything in his power to either not let go of the keys, or if he had to let go of the keys, make you miserable in the process and make you feel bad about it on top of it. And it would be a, a lose-lose for both of you. It's so a tough one, I right? I the way you handle that. Yeah, because, um, you know, I, I feel a little remorseful, right? Because um, I have a corporate background, but I didn't apply those skills in my own life, right? Mm-hmm. Hearing them now, I you know, um, it's really cool, right? Because... If you look at work, the only thing that matters is results. It's the same thing here. The only thing that matters is results. You want to, we want to keep our elderly loved ones safe. We want to keep everything buttoned up. We want to keep others around them safe, right? So the way we get those results, right? We don't want to impact others. We want to get them with compassion, but we want to apply our skills. It's, it's really a complicated thing, right? Right. And so when you were, so I'm, I know that the keys were just the first step. I mean, how did you start to approach, we have a couple minutes before the break and we can pick up after the break too, but let's start the conversation now. But how did you start to approach with them the legal aspects and the financial aspects and knowing where all the different documents were and all of that? Yes, because all of that is extremely vital as well. And Elders have a way of comporting their paperwork that we, the children, may not realize what they all have set up. So I do admit 
to going behind my dad's back, and it was a good strategy. I consulted with his auto insurance provider by calling about his, uh, you know, policy mm-hmm. as he was leading up to renewal. I do admit to calling his lawyer to have the lawyer come into my dad's home, and I met with him and the lawyer to start to plant the seeds for getting the will, the powers of attorney, all of the paperwork in order. So I really used the resources of all of the representatives around us to congeal so that we could start to to make sure that vital arrangements were in place. My dad had no idea of what I was doing. And Mm. it was a good roundabout strategy because he trusted those individuals. And if they said, you know, Bill, you should be going to the bank with Carol Ann in order to get the paperwork set up so that the government doesn't get all of your funds, which was a big belief system of his. You should make sure that your auto insurance is is up to date. Those were strategies that actually worked for him. And so I suggest to folks before we break that a roundabout in that fashion that is with the highest and best interests of all concerned, which mine was, that this can be a very workable tactic for folks. And I look forward to sharing more once we return. Oh, thank you. So um, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie Aniba, and our guest today is Carol Ann Hamilton. She's the author of Coping with the Unculpable Parents, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Okay, guys, welcome back. Um, we are really learning a lot about really are. elderly care and how different strategies may be used in different situations. We're mm-hmm. talking with our very special guest, Carol Ann Hamilton, and you, I strongly suggest we go to the website copingwithunculpableparents.com. Find out about Carol. She's a teammate. She's a coach. She has published information for all of us. Um, you know, Carol, before the break, we were kind of discussing various strategies. I had a question. Did you go through some of this stuff on your own or did you have a team behind you? Because, you know, the decisions of like um, going on your own behind, I don't want to say behind the back, but making that decision, do you, did you find yourself alone making those decisions? You know, what, 
What an actually poignant question, Charlie, and also what you shared earlier about your own uh, retrospective as far as how you handled some of these situations in the past. I would frankly say that I came to my insights and realizations very much on my own. And that's why I accord myself the, you know, 250,000 hours of practical expertise because lots of people in the, the realms who deal with geriatrics, et cetera, will give you some standard advice. And mine really came through trial and error experimentation. I have an A to Z kit bag of what does not work in this situation because I've tried it all. And that's why I have the A to Z now of what can work for people. And as a result, I'd love to make sure that our audience is with us today. Remember the acronym Q-TIP as well. During our break, I was thinking about Q-TIP. And I know people think of it as a device to clean ears out. Mm -hmm. It's actually standing for quit taking it personally. This was one of my biggest realizations while actually going through the journey that I used to think my dad's, I'm going to call them bad behaviors, kind of like the terrible twos. They became the awful 80s, you know, Mm -hmm. and I used to think that they were directed at me personally. I then came to know that they were not. My dad's transition was imminent, like you kind of referred to earlier Eva, he was, he knew that he was declining and it was difficult for everybody. So quit taking it personally means your parents' behaviors as naughty as you might term them, like an acting up child, are simply because they're afraid. They're afraid of the unknown. They know it beckons. They don't know what to expect, and as we've spoken throughout this dialogue, their freedom, their sense of empowerment and independence is declining by the day, and they know as little what to do with that as we do. So that brings it right back to the compassion, the the openness, the decency, the allowing for all of us to have our feelings associated with what is nothing short of a massive life chapter, all of these things are so vitally important to navigate the elder care marathon. Jeez. I mean, um, no, we are learning from your expertise here for sure. Um, Would you say, is there an order of how to address this? I mean, um, you know, with me, it kind of was a shotgun approach, right? I didn't know what to do first. Do I, do I treat the care? Do I, is the care first? Is the cost first? Are the legal issues first? Um, do I just show continued love first? I mean, I didn't know where to begin, right? I mean, how do you approach? I guess it's because I didn't plant any seeds, like you said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I just waited and then when it happened, I had to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, man, Charlie, what I can say first is for the contributors to the Coping with Uncopable Systems Advocacy for Elder Care book, a common theme amongst those experts is 
get the paperwork in order first. So I'm going to borrow a chapter from those experts, and I'm going to say, make sure that you have the last will and testament, the powers of attorney, the express medical wishes intact. My dad spent the last five weeks of his life in hospital, and it was very good to know that he wanted comfort measures only that had a particular meaning for the medical system. And so I was able to navigate with banks and all other carriers that I needed to survive to while he was hospitalized and then after he passed away. So paperwork first, know exactly what it is, where it is, how it stands, etc. In retrospect, I came to that after the fact. Throughout your question about do you just provide loving compassion? Yes, because the the loving states of being, like even finding some laughter or humor in what is otherwise uh, a difficult chapter of life and staying open and maintaining your own energy vibration, shall we say, that is always critical. Mm. And really looking at it in a sequence of events where having that paperwork was so critical because if I did not have all of the I's dotted and T's crossed, I would have not been able to comport my dad's banking, paying his utility bills while he was in the hospital, for example. So number one. Then number two, in getting a grip on what, where is the state of affairs with all of these other things, like the automobile insurance that we've talked about, etc.? That probably is next. My dad was forward-looking years ago, and he told me about things that I needed to pay attention to when he passed. So that was really good. I would suggest for our audiences that if you can have a conversation that is proactive, I didn't say it was easy. I said it was difficult because nobody wants to look at dying. However, if you could, it would be great. Because yeah. when my mother passed first, and I was in the household that night, and I was looking up in a phone book, yes, in a phone book, because my dad did not have a computer, it was yeah. only because he had once mentioned that he investigated a local funeral home that I was able to locate in the yellow pages, believe mm-hmm. it or not, the number of that funeral home so that I could call to, if I could be explicit, to have the uh, funeral representatives to bring my mother out of the household to the home, but because I knew that that was my dad's wishes because he had mentioned it years ago. Without that, I don't really know how I would have managed what was a very difficult April 2010 night. So please, proactivity for everybody. Sometimes planting a seed could even be listening like in that example, right? You just happen to remember, right? So that that event took place and that really helped you going forward, which is really um, interesting. Right. And, And I know like with my mom, she has a lot of the paperwork all pulled together and she tells me a lot of stuff, but it's almost like you have to, when you hear it, write it down and keep it in the same spot because you're not going to remember all of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, not to make a joke here, but my father would just say, don't pay anything. Doesn't matter. Just don't pay it. You know, and that was not really helpful. <laughs> right. And so let's talk about the other complicated issue here, and that is the actual medical care. I mean, how do we know? I, you know, it's not, what do we ask the doctors and how do we deal with that stuff, right? That too can be extremely challenging because Charlie and Eva, I'm speaking with you from Canada, so mm. I'm not in the U.S. medical system. Nonetheless, there are still similarities because it's all about how do you navigate the, I, I think the word is labyrinth that is hmm. the medical system, and that too requires some finessing because if, again, if I had to roll back the clock, one of the things that I would have done differently is as follows. Friends and colleagues around me have a nickname that we call Carol Ann, and it's the nickname of Warrior Woman. Warrior <laughs> as in the fighter. Because I, You know what? what? Knowing get, you now on this stuff done. That was a good name for you, I can tell. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I get why that is. And at the same time, there's a point at which Warrior Woman is actually not useful believe it or not, when that warrior, that fighter to get things done becomes the default and it became mine with the medical system, it can actually be a disadvantageous thing for you. Namely, it created for me, and I'm just being visible and vulnerable here, to show that I did not always treat the medical system with the compassion that they too deserve. Because if we look at it, at the end of the day, hopefully all of us are there in order to provide the best possible care. And I wish, if I could do it again, that I would have brought more of the gentle Carol Ann to bear. That's the vulnerable, decent, you know, graceful Carol Ann that would have actually seen that those medical providers were trying their best. I think about an exchange with a social worker that left me with my eyeballs rolled back into the back of my head, and I wish I could have another exchange with that woman and do it differently. This is why I say my corporate skills around communication should have been better utilized in order to be more of a leader or coach or something with those individuals. I did recognize my father's first doctor who went on vacation uh, just before my dad transitioned, so that was fine. But I think I could have done a better job of bringing my best self and I know for everybody who's listening that that's very hard while you're in it. Mm -hmm. And yet the outcome, if you could bring your best or higher self, is that you will receive better care 
for your loved one? And isn't that what we're really striving for, to bring that transition to its fruition in the highest and best way of all concerned? Um, uh, Listen, um, that is very humble advice, and um, this is why we're proud to have you as a guest, right? Um, This goes over and above your website and published material. This gets to the heart of why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we are going to take our final break. We still have some more to discuss, but I want to just share www.copingwiththeuncopableparents.com. Carol Ann Hamilton is there for you to help. She has published materials, books, and everything. Um, please stay with us. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. We're back with author Carol Ann Hamilton. She's the author of Coping with Uncopable Parents, Loving Action for Elder Care. And you can also go to the website with the same name, Coping with Uncopable Parents. I know sometimes we've been saying Coping with the Uncopable Parents, but it's Coping with Uncopable Parents. And um, and if you forget that, you can also go to carolannhamilton.com, and that will take you there as well. And Carol Ann, um, everything that you've been saying, you know, my biggest takeaway from all of this is is A, to be prepared, but B, to also be compassionate with, the people that are interacting with your parents and of course with your parents and then also with yourself. It's just about, it's just about being kind with everybody. It's being firm, but also being kind and compassionate. And I love that message um, that you shared with us. I really appreciate yeah, the it. The reality is you got to manage it like a project. Yeah, you do have to manage right. it like a project. Yeah. And so before we end today, I did want to talk about something that you also talk about, which is selling your parents' home, which to me, I kind of put that in the back of my head because I just think that that is going to be the most overwhelming task. And what are some of your suggestions around being able to do that? Boy, oh, boy. Uh, yes, when I look back at my own journey, and I say it to both of you and everyone it was one of the most grueling aspects ever. I entered my dad's household, and, you know, I'd been visiting with him and all of that. I knew I knew what his chosen living circumstances was. Chosen is the operative word. It was a hoarders on steroids, and I know that's not a popular term, but that aptly describes his chosen living circumstances. He was hospitalized by days. And so across that summer, it was 2012, 
there I did have support. I had the wisdom to garner support by working with a team of professionals that were called extreme cleaners. You Google it, you will find extreme cleaner is an existent term. And so, again, it was one bite at a time. And that kind of brings me to a really key point that I would want to have people left with. And that is on the heels of this journey, you will find it very transformational. I don't mind being visible and vulnerable with listeners today and saying that it was not popular for me when I had to clean out my dad's home because I had had a background with my dad that included alcoholism and my mom that included mental health issues. And so I thought in marrying, I was done, just being frank, just being visible. Mm-hmm. And so when I had to re-enter that environment, it was not happy. Yet, by going through inch by inch in the home that I grew up when my dad built it in 1963 and I was five, and going through every corner of that household, literally, it was a very healing journey. And I would want people to remember that because you will come out the other side of this, but it will be grueling like a marathon for you while you're in it. And it will take every level ounce of your strength and your power to do it. Yet, by undertaking that process, I came out with the you know, for sale sign on the property just after Labor Day that summer with a feeling of accomplishment, of completion, of transformation, of healing of my family history because I found treasures that you would not even believe, including on the very last day that the cleaner said to me, Carolyn. Look at this filing cabinet. I thought it was empty. It has photos of your mom's life when she was in her 20s. I never even knew existed. Mm. Those photos are now in an album, and they are the proverbial thing that I would take out of my home now in a fire. So there is tremendous potential for healing if you can go through this chapter of life with a plume, and I know you can, because if I could, and I'm no different than anybody else dealing with this, and maybe with a few extra layers that are the family background, shall we say, that would be a really parting transformational message that I would love to offer people because it's why I do what I do. I'm just striving to save those caregivers a fraction of my anguish and instead to benefit from everything that I lived and journeyed during that period of time, if that does make sense, Eva and Charlie. It makes total sense, and... I really thank you for bringing that up because I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with. You leave home, you get out of the toxicity, 
But then when your parents get elderly, you have to come back. And it's that ability to handle all that transformationally that really makes the difference. And that that facilitated your healing through that because it could have pulled you down had you not been cognizant of it. But by, you know, handling it with compassion, handling yourself with compassion and handling your dad with compassion, you were able to help him transition and you transition into another area of your life where you've let go of that baggage finally. But wow, it was not an easy thing to do. Yeah, It's almost like you went down, um, memory lane, but you prepared yourself for it and you were looking forward to the Well, it's like she wasn't prepared for it, but handled it. Yeah. Handled it of seeing things that you would be able to keep like those photos, right? And then the prize was to eventually have the for sale sign, meaning sort of like, you know, mission accomplished, which is, uh, right. Very so now I can let yeah. this go. Yeah. 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 That was, um, really tough. And I do have a question for you. Are you an only child? Yes, I am, actually. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought so from the way you were talking. So am I. And I could tell by what you were saying that it sounded like you were an only child and that in some ways that's a blessing and in some ways that's a curse. I mean, it's it's a blessing because you make all the decisions on your own and it's a curse because you make all the decisions on your own. You have no one to really talk to about it. Yeah. You know what? And I would rapidly add that I see the only child as generally a blessing, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. every single person that I have worked with since that time who does have siblings, it, it winds up being the one sibling anyways. It's always the one who was the responsible person. It doesn't matter about geography. It doesn't matter about life circumstance. Nothing of that counts. It's always the one who gets nominated silently by the family. Okay, you take over from here. And so the only and the responsible have that in common. So really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have siblings. The one who's going to go through it is the one with whom we are speaking right now. Right. Right. That's exactly right. No, it's perfect. I mean, thank you, Caroline. I mean, this has really been an amazing show. I mean, you've shared so much knowledge with us. And... And it's not just the knowledge, right? I mean, there's the nuts and bolts, and that's in the book, but it's also that other piece of it, that other piece around healing and compassion and allowing parents to transition yeah, and I think helping, helping them with that transition. That's what makes someone a true expert, right, and a true right. leader and a true coach. A true leader, yeah. really, yeah. yeah. And so thank it, you so it, much it, for sharing that. Exactly right. Eva and Charlie, Charlie and Eva, you <laughs> hold such a wonderful, poignant, and special place for your guests. I want you to know what a genuine delight and privilege it has been to accompany you today. Thank you profoundly. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Carolyn. And I got to tell you, um, and again, thank you. Um, I have takeaways, right? The paperwork is very critical and planting the seeds and communicate I mean, I have so much, but the biggest takeaway is not only getting to speak with you, but the website, copingwithuncopableparents.com, and then go after that published material, lean on you as a coach, become a teammate, um, and then um, we can really make a difference. Yes, we can. Yeah. So thank you so much, Caroline. Have a great evening. Yeah, thank you again.
beautiful. Take care. So, oh, uh, an amazing what show, an right? Expert, what yeah. a passionate, all in, all in. Carolyn totally is all in. in. And again, I just want to say copingwithunhelpableparents.com or carolynhamilton.com. There's a lot of great material at both those sites. And the book is Coping with Unhelpable Parents. Um, thank you, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and have a great week. Yep. Bye, guys. Great show today. Bye.